Remember when? Sometimes we all get in those conversations, don't we? We'll sit around with our kids or our family and our friends. And we'll say, remember when we used to jump the fence and go swimming in that pond we weren't supposed to? Remember when things were different and we didn't have so many channels on our TV? Remember when? It's called a past and we all have it. But what happens when our past as an adult pulls us back? And that's going to be the question I want you to ask yourself today. Have you let your past pull you back? And how do you get out of it? For some of us, our past is a beautiful place. Some of us have a wonderful childhood and we still have our parents and we're so proud of that childhood and we're so proud of the upbringing that we had. Some of us had parents that uh, got us in the best colleges and we love our careers and all of that. And then there's some of us that will have a past that is so dark that looking back is hurtful. That past is a place we don't like to go. But regardless of what kind of past you had, what kind of family you grew up in, what kind of financial situation you grew up in, regardless if you were brought up in the church or brought up without Christ, we all have one thing in common, that we are alive, that we're human, and if we don't have Christ, then we don't have life. And we all can say we had a past. And sometimes that past can bring out the best in us, and sometimes it can bring out the worst of us. So let's get into it just a little bit. Your past has power. Did you know that? It honestly does. Your past has the power to bring back good memories and bad. But let me tell you what your past can do to your walk with Christ. It can literally hold you when God's saying go. It can cripple you when God says you're free. Because Satan knows what gets you the most. I can't relate so much to the person who thinks everything's been great in their life. But I can tell you that I can relate to that person that gets lost in their memories sometimes. And those memories can hold you captive. They literally can. I got saved when I was nine. My mom took me to vacation Bible school, but my dad was an atheist all of my life until I turned 15. So for most of my life, the only glimpse I got of God was vacation Bible school each year. I always wondered back then if it was just more of a free babysitting 
for my mom. Even though my mom was a good woman and she told me she was a Christian, we never learned about Christ. But one year at Vacation Bible School, I got saved. But then came junior high and high school. And maybe one day I'll tell you all about that. But I didn't look anything like Christ. As I got older, I became to know Christ more. And when I was 23, God called me into ministry. And for a good while, I really felt this deep purpose in my life. And I continued to learn about God and continued to grow in wisdom. And all of that past, I was starting to forget it because there was a lot of bad in that past. And then I continued to grow older and in my faith, but my world began to collapse around me and things were becoming out of control. And so if that's you today, I'm trying not to go into too many details because I don't want this to be, let's compare your bad with my bad. Everyone has a past. And what might not seem bad to you may seem bad to another person. What you may see as insignificant, someone else may see as very significant to the pain and hurt from their past. So I don't want to get into that discussion of comparison because that, again, is a way that your past pulls you back too because you have an argument with yourself that you're irrelevant because you don't have the story that someone else has. You don't have the great coming back to Christ story that others had because you're like, I've lived in the church my whole life. I've known God since I was a little kid, been serving him, married to one person, have a great family, have, have a village. And this person doesn't have anyone, but yet their faith seems to be more outstanding than mine. And they've gone through so much more than me. So let's just stop that right there. We all have a past. We all have something that's embedded in us that we can't understand about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because no one knows you better than you. No one has your same mindset, your heart, and no one really knows what hurts you and what doesn't. Not, not in its full capacity. So let me tell you something that happens what happens is Satan the moment that you decided to follow Christ is the moment Satan joined you did you know that I was told that when I was a little girl that be ready for this you know the attacks of Satan um, and I honestly did not understand what in the world they were talking about I knew I was saved I was excited I wasn't going to hell, but I didn't know that hell would be coming beside me now, that I would actually be this target. But guess what? If you are saved and you're listening to this, you became a target from the day that you said, I want Jesus Christ in my life. You really did. Now, he can't take your salvation, 
but he can make that salvation useless. And let me tell you how Satan does that. Number one, he has a plan against you. Believe that. He may not be able to take your salvation, but he can take what God put in you and he can twist that around and he can halt what God wants you to do. He can literally stop you in your tracks and make you go back to a place that God brought you from. He does that by saying, you really haven't changed. Did you ever think that when you got saved? That you started questioning your salvation somewhere along the way because you're thinking, I don't really feel like I've changed. I don't feel God like I did the day of my baptism or the day that that I remember crying profusely at the altar because I wanted God in my life. I, I don't have that feeling anymore. Maybe I don't have Christ. He'll have you question that. He will even go as far as to use the people in your life to convince you of the same lie. He will use your family, your friends. He will even use the church family sometimes. Because that is something that I think we overlook. We go to church a lot thinking that that is a safe haven. But you have to remember, the church is filled with a mixture of people. They are filled with a mixture of devoted Christians, but they're also filled with a lot of baby Christians who are just coming into the faith, do not have full understanding. And then, of course, the church is filled with what it's supposed to be, which is lost people. And sometimes in the mixture of all of that, Satan will actually use people that you love or people that you have come to for assurance in your faith and in your walk. And he will actually use those people to convince you that you're really not ready for that or that God really didn't call you to be more than you actually are. He will cause them to make you doubt what God has already freely given you. And the sad thing is, is God tells us that in James 4, chapter 7, when we resist the devil, he will flee. So believe that. If you say, devil, get out of here in the name of Jesus Christ, God says he will flee. But it doesn't stop there. That's where the confusion gets to people. Um, because we, we think, okay, you know, devil fleed. Whew, have you ever been there before? I have. I know I've been there where I just felt like I was getting attacked everywhere. Everything was crumbling around me. Things are going bad. And I don't understand it. I really don't. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, God, please come down, take Satan away from me, you know, my house, my kids, everything. And this relief will come, and I will be so relieved. And I'd be danged if it was not, you know, weeks later, I'm suffering through something again. Well, guess what? Just because he left doesn't mean he won't try again and again and again. Satan will regroup and re-strategize. And I've learned that over the years because in my faith, I have grown in wisdom and knowledge. And if you're a growing Christian, you should be every day growing in wisdom, growing knowledge, growing in faith, where you can stand there and know that this is the devil. This is not of God. But 
let me tell you, when you have become strong in faith and you're walking in the faith, sometimes Satan will use a strategy that you didn't see coming because he won't use the new you. He won't use the saved you. He will use the past you. And it always starts with remember when. Do you remember when you acted that way? Do you remember when that person told you you weren't any good? Do you remember when your spouse walked out on you because you weren't good enough? Do you remember that child abuse you suffered through and nobody seemed to care and you were left alone by your side? Remember when you came to Jesus Christ for help, but you just kept sitting there crying day after day and help never came? Remember when your daddy walked away? Remember when you lost your baby and you wanted one so bad? Where was God then? Remember when you got messed up on those drugs? Remember when you brought your friends down with you? Do you remember when you were the town gossip? And you spread all those lies about all those innocent people? And then he'll do something else. If he can't find any dirt on you that way, he'll use people to walk away from you and you won't understand. And he'll say, if God loves you, then... Why don't you have any friends? You're sitting all alone all the time. No one cares about you. And he'll get you in your lonely spots. On the remember wins. He'll let that pass eat you alive. Remember when the church turned on you? Because I don't think I've met one person that didn't say they weren't church hurt at one point in their life. And a lot of people that one church hurt will literally... Take a person that was meant to do great things for Christ and it will turn them completely around and they'll say, I don't ever want to go back to church because they'll think if that's what God looks like, I don't ever want to be a part of it. And that's the sad part is because a lot of times we have the power to remove Satan from our lives But we will actually allow Satan to convince us to go back from what God has already freed us from. So I am going to read Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 4. Because let me tell you what God says you are freed from when you believe in Jesus Christ. He said, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, 
and this not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I want you to really get to this part. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth, so you could put your name there. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are, and put your name there, by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision. Remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope, without God in the world. But now, hold on to that, verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. That is the hope. I wanted to get this out today because... I suffer with this. If you stay with me on this podcast that I have started, you're going to hear stories from me sometimes because I am so passionate about helping you through this because I'm going through it too. I actually sat the other day and just, for no apparent reason at all, started writing Remember when, remember when this happened to you, Melissa, remember when this happened to you, but then at the end of it, and I'm not going to go through all the details of my remember whens because believe me, there are lots of them. I want you to say to yourself, remember when, remember when that happened to you? Go through them. Sometimes it's good to go through them, actually. Talk back to, you know, when Satan puts that, when Satan puts that thought in your mind of remember when they did that or remember when you went through that, go ahead, write it out. Say, yep, Satan, I sure do. I remember when I was at my lowest. Yes, Satan, I do. I remember when that hurt so bad and God allowed it to to hurt me. I remember the hurt. Yes, Satan, I remember when. And then you look at Satan or you you speak his name and say, flee from me because yes, I do remember that. But I also remember that Christ is my Savior. And I remember that that's not the end of my story because God said it's not. I want you to really take that with you that it's not the end of your story don't let it be 